here we are. It's Friday. Time to get started. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching? This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. It's a great straw. It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> Long more road hoops. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm down, Matt. Calm down. But... <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken. It is February 10th, 2023, we are live from our beautiful shop in Creedmoor, North Carolina. To my left, co-host, chickenista, chicken expert, Kristen. Hello, everyone. Nice shirt you got on today. Thank you. I got some Carolina Coop swag. Yeah, well, you. I think you have this a lot. This is vintage. I think, yeah, that is vintage. And actually, what's interesting about this shirt is the company that we bought those shirts from, uh, they didn't flash dry them correctly, and they all started just washing terribly. And I don't know if you noticed that with that one. So this one hasn't been washed very many times, but I guess you don't wear it that often. But you can see the uh, defects. So thank you for critiquing my. Clothing. Well, the point is, this is a hot item. Like this Wait. is like when you are collecting coins, and so. Hey, see, hey, I, hey. you've got a stain on yours and a little Shocker. fading too. No, the so. point is, there you is, go. This is a, a Ingrid. What are you wearing today? This is a collector's item. <laughs> And I am not sporting any swag. Oh, well, that is correct. But I'll tell you what. Did you see Ingrid's shoes? No. Ingrid is rocking some hot shoes today. I always have good shoes. Yeah, she does. Yeah, those are some <laughs> nice shoes. I think uh, maybe after the show we should have Kick some. Kick them up. Kick them up so I can see them. Yeah. Check. Oh, jeez. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Everything you fell over. Had, you already had Never mind. Up. Yeah, so never mind that. So what's going on, guys? Welcome. Today we got a really good show. Well, every show should be good. But I'm really excited about this because, again, we have a guest on who uh, is from Meyer Hatchery. Uh, so if you're not sure what Meyer Hatchery is, they are a hatchery that sells baby chicks online and I'm sure do many, many other things. So we're going to be bringing Tessa, who is in our green room right now. I have a fun fact. The very first chicks that I got were from Meyer. Hold on. I got, I got to get this. You got you and your cat hairs. Uh, That's probably really? a dust bunny. That's... Why are you guys like grooming each other? We're not grooming <laughs> well, each other. Well, because we just slid into our seats here and yeah. haven't looked in the mirror. Yeah, and I noticed that Matt didn't fix my microphone like he promised. Yeah. I'm one, it. man. I was out there on the floor going over the Carolina Coops Coop. Finally. Yeah, and I was on the floor looking for something to prop my kitchen sink up. Oh, my gosh. I don't <laughs> understand what happens in your world. Speaking of, speaking of Kristen's world, I don't oh, know how I many, got some good stuff this week. I don't week. know how many people out there go to their property and all of a sudden someone stole a, a tree. tree. Was it was it a felled tree? No. Or was it, no. They no. chopped it down and it, took it? Yes. Chopped it down. What? They was it a black walnut? Black yes. walnut. Yep. That's why. They stole my tree this week. Black walnut. Or it was last Thursday night. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. The things that happen to you, I'm uh, like... And the guy that just called me said that tree was worth easily ten to 15000 Yeah. Milled up. Oh, yeah. Per board, board foot. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. So I hope you pursue this. Because the thing that you guys don't know about Kristen, probably one of the most forgiving people I've ever met. 
too forgiving and you need to go hunt this person down. I'm fired up. I know. Anytime someone criticizes your tax deductions or messes (laughs) with your trees, watch out. All right. So. um, I hope. Yeah. And all my tax deductions are legit in case anybody from the IRS is watching. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. What are you eating today? Well, we don't usually eat on the show. I would like to get through my breakfast. Didn't even have a chance to get to my coffee. Thanks for sharing. But uh, but yes, today Ingrid is rocking some shoes. She is here still trying to fix her microphone. I might have to go over there and fix it. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. I'll just sit here in the corner. I'm not mad. Yeah. So what is going on? (laughs) There's been so much going on in the chicken world right now about the price of eggs. And you've been pumping me even more information. That there are results coming out about feed, right? Oh boy! Come on, you you, you can spill you mean, it here. You mean tests? I, I'm still waiting on the actual tests. But did did I see there was was there a test? Do you think it was Dale? Mike wants to know it was a Dale that stole the tree. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I don't know if he could pull that off. Yeah, but I don't these think people so. they stole the tree. They left. They broke their winch because it was too heavy. They got stuck in the mud. Stuff was falling out of the truck only based on all the evidence, and they had to use what that metal board to get out of the mud. They ran over the mailbox, they damaged the shed when I, it fell. Where what, was this like this, at the dark of night? This is it, true. must have been. This is all true, it's unbelievable. And now I put it on next door, I filed a police report, I got a partial confession out of somebody with what? some with some threats, a little bluffing. Anyways, uh, all right. so the saga goes on. Yes, the saga goes on. And the uh, WRAL, the local news station, is interested in picking up the story. It better be. Yeah. You better wear your Carolina Coops swag. Okay. Yeah, and hold I a, will. And hold a chicken during oh, the yeah. interview. Oh, yeah. Good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of when you used to have to go to your local HOA and they were trying to put a kombosh to, to having baby chicks or chickens in your community. And you told all your kids to come to the meeting and start crying. <laughs> And you brought chickens with you in... Yeah. In my purse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I am actually surprised. I thought you were going to bring baby chicks with you today. Yeah, I did get my first chicks of the year this um, past uh, this past week. And I was going to stop at the farm store on the way here to pick up more. But I asked you if you wanted any and you said, no, I'm good. So I was like, I guess I'll just go straight to work. So, well... Maybe, I, maybe Meyer can help hook me up. Well, yeah. And so the breeds that were available... At that store, I'm just lavender orpington. You didn't want one of those. I didn't see lavender. Yeah, lavender orpington. I love my lavender. Yeah, and there was a a Moran, Mystic Moran or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a Mystic Moran is, but um, I guess the reason why I said no is I'm gonna want about twelve chickens. But I got. Let's get started. Well, but I got to have all the ones I want, and they all weren't on that list. So this is gonna be tricky. But when you just you can get more than what you want, and then start Mm -hmm. uh, getting rid of them because it's easier to get more than what you need initially, than try to add more later. Hmm. You know, because when you add more later, there's all that integration issues. If you just have more than what you want in the beginning, then you can sell off a mini flock to somebody else. A mini flock. Yeah, a starter flock or a. Add on, those are very easy to do. Um, so just on, just on start buying chicks. Flock. Yeah, <laughs> just I think start I, buying chicks. I think I'm just gonna take some adults that are at your house. No, I'm gonna handpick no, some adults. No, you know yes. I I can't do that because I had an unfortunate illness. Oh, so I cannot in good faith move any birds at this point. 
We have someone from Puerto Rico today. Yeah, I see that. So again, guys, welcome to Video Chicken. We are oh. live February 10th, 2023. No, don't take a shot of something every time I tell you what the date is, like I think it was suggested last yes. time. Yes, um, take a shot. Don't tell people they can't have a drinking uh, game. This is not a drinking oh. game. So thank you guys so Ooh, much for hello being here. from Sweden. Sweet. Oh. Today. Look, Kay Mason says Mystic Morons do not lay dark eggs. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, neither does my bl- French black copper moron. So mm. <laughs> it's probably not a true. We're, one. we're talking chicken already. We, yeah. We're, so well, she just has a very big bloom on her egg. So they're kind of purple. Anyway. So today we are live coming to you from Creedmoor, North Carolina. And today we have a guest, which we love having guests in. It makes the show just that much more fun because there's only so much we can do. Uh, we have Tessa from Meyer Hatchery mm-hmm. that's gonna that's sitting in the green, green room right now, and we're going to bring her on. And if you guys have any questions at all, chicken coops, baby chicks, chickens, whatever, you, you know that's why we are here. And so tell us, I, I have not had a chance, truth be told, to do any pregame for today's show yet. And a lot of times that usually leads to the best shows. But uh, so Tessa Ingrid, fill us in a little bit about Tessa. Well, Tessa um, is, she has her own podcast for Meyer Hatchery and she blogs for Meyer Hatchery. So she has a lot of chicken knowledge. She, um, she educates a lot on sustainability, which we're all big fans. Right. And, um, and chicken keeping, she has like, she did a whole blog on um, water bathing eggs and things like that. So, She's wait, a, wait, wait, wait. Water bathing eggs? Isn't that water glass? Glassing. Water glass. Woo! Water glass, water bath. Well, here we go. There's something new. Water glassing, like we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, why don't we just ask her? Why don't we bring her Well, we and, will. We okay. will. But we know the audience doesn't ever build up 12, 15. But we also know, too, that these the time goes by so quickly. So let's bring Tessa in from Meyer Hatchery. Okay. Hang on. Let me get her unmuted. Does it just not unmute? You want me to do it? I do have the mouse. Of course you do. What? The dueling. Why is it not mouse? Would you like me to do it for you, Ingrid? Thank you. Now watch this. (laughs) Oh, I didn't do the interview. This is why you have to keep. Look at those chickens right there. Um, This is why you have to keep me. You want to go left or right? Which one? Well, you're going to have to scooch together again. Yeah. What's going on, Tessa? How are you doing today? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, so where are you calling in from? Where are you sitting right now? I'm in Michigan. So Meyer Hatchery is in Polk, Ohio, but I work remotely from home and I live in Michigan. Gotcha. And how long have you been working with Meyer Hatchery? Um, I'm going over a little t- uh, over two years. I started out in customer service and now I am part of the marketing team marketing very nice yes that's one of my favorite subjects well again thank you so much for being here i know i got questions and again our viewers out there this is tessa from meyer hatchery uh, if you have any questions for her or us this is this is why we're here but this whole thing started what three four weeks ago now mm-hmm. i thought we were going to be slick here on video chicken and we're just going to show people how to how easy it is to buy baby chicks online and the next thing you know i feel like a complete idiot Everyone sold out. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? So yeah, we like, started to panic. Yes. Like, <laughs> like the whole world is going to cave in here soon. Yeah. So um, Meyer Hatchery, you guys sell baby chicks online. We do. Awesome. Do you have their website queued up? Yes. Awesome. And before I forget, what is the name of the podcast that you guys do? It's called The Coop. So um, you can get to it from thecoop.com 
and see all of our podcasts there. Okay. And what do you guys talk about uh, on that podcast? Oh, look at this wow. website. Yeah, go ahead and share this. Mm -hmm. Those are some it's breathtaking. Those Chickens are some and the eggs. Well, those are some good colors. Uh, yeah. Great looking website. Yes, this is very nice. It's a nice website. So MeyerHatchery.com. So Tessa, let me ask you, because this, this has been the hot topic. I mean, there's many hot topics right now with uh, chickens, mm -hmm. backyard chickens, eggs, and whatnot. How is the availability right now if someone was to come to MeyerHatchery.com and order some baby chicks? Well, we open our inventory actually in the fall prior to the season. So when somebody goes to look on the website right now, it can look slim for these next few months because most of those orders were created in November or December. Mm. But we do update inventory weekly. So once we get our hatching and set logs done, we can really get a better estimate of what we have available. But there are some ways that customers can go on and secure those chicks that they are just obsessed with to make sure that they get them. You might have to be a little bit flexible with your dates, but one thing that's nice about Meyer Hatchery is that we have back in stock notifications. So when you're actually finding a bird that you have to have, there is no substitution, you can click on it and then we'll send you an email as soon as inventory comes back in. But there's one more pro trick and that is on hatch days, which are usually on Mondays, we do usually have an overhatch and those get posted in the morning on the website as inventory. And you can shop for same day chick shipping. So Ooh. what was that day, you can gather and order for delivery that week. Ah. Pro baby chick buying tips. I love that. Yeah. Um, so what you guys are looking at right now, and if you're listening to this after the live <gasps> show, I'm sorry you don't get to see it on the podcast, which is why you got to be here every Friday, noon Eastern. This is an awesome website. Yeah. Um, I see something shocking and exciting. Our bantams are sexed. Yes. I noticed yeah. that too. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's impossible. It's not impossible. A lot of our bantams are either auto-sexing, so we're able to tell at hatch, or we have hired professionals to come in and safely sex these bantams so that we can send them and sell them as female, male, or straight run. Wow. Okay, so actually, speaking of that, one of the things I wanted to ask is about sexing because... You know, especially lately with all the buzz and people are trying to get on the bandwagon now, all of a sudden they think backyard chickens are now cool. They've been cool for a very long time, people. But one of the things I saw recently is, and I would love to know if you think this is true or not. If you take a baby chick, hang them upside down, if they just eh, lay flat upside down like no. that, it's a, oh, don't answer yet. Now, hold on. It's a female. She laughed. Chick. She and, laughed at you. And if they, if they, <laughs> she's laughing more. If, if they curl up like this, what are you doing? That's a male baby chick. Is that true, Tessa? I'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> in in no way. Yeah. And your imitation was great. Uh, <laughs> you flailing around like so a baby chick. That was more, awesome. More and more, I'm realizing what I watch on TikTok is not true, and it's devastating mm. me. Oh boy. Um, mm. our, Imagine that. Yeah. You what mentioned you mentioned safely sexing the. Mm -hmm. Uh, the bantams. Now, I thought that was interesting. Can you expand a little bit more on what you mean by safely sexing them? Sure. So um, we do vent sexing at Meyer Hatchery. So we're not relying on old wives tales of wing sexing or, um, you know, necessarily a color pattern or size. We have professionals that come through and vent sex the chicks. So on bantams, one of the reasons why 
it's not typical to have that is because their bodies are so small and delicate. So when you have somebody actually doing the sexing that way, they have to be very careful not to injure the birds. So we got those people on board and it's been incredible because a lot of backyard chicken owners that can only have two or three, they want those smaller breeds. And a lot of times they can't have a rooster. So this isn't a way that we can give that opportunity to way more people without having them having to rehome a rooster. So that's an interesting point. Because the other thing I wanted to ask you guys, and it's just I'm just going to ask it now. I was going to ask it towards the end, but you know, I, I love business and I love you know competition. That's what makes us all excellent. One of the things I would love to know is if we're out in the market right now, saying, okay, where should I go buy baby chicks online? Why should someone choose Meyer Hatchery? One hundred percent, it's the quality of the birds and our customer service. As somebody who came from customer service here at Meyer Hatchery, our turnaround time is unprecedented. So um, sometimes the phone calls may get backed up, especially on hatch days. But if you email us or chat us, there's a two to four hour turnaround time and you'll get your questions answered. Plus, we're on our social media throughout the day. So questions that are asked there, they get answered in the same amount of time. Uh, and a lot of times when people are getting chicks for the first time, their questions are urgent and they are in distress. And there's no reason that somebody should have to sit and panic or do something wrong because they don't know what to do. So we're here, phone, chat, email, social, and that kind of customer service is really going to make the difference, especially for first time chicken keepers. I love that. that and our, our audience agrees because we have a lot of comments that are saying that your customer service is fantastic. They um, they purchased two batches of chicks from you guys, and they're awesome, and they're great for, like, newbies. You know, very patient. Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a lot of fans out here, and another one's just, like, adding Meyer Hatchery to my favorites. Yes, and if you're just joining us, we have Tessa from Meyer Hatchery. We broke 100. Thank you so much. And everyone out there, we are live. And if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments section. This is Tessa from Meyer Hatchery. And, again, if you were on the sh or watched the show four weeks ago, was it? Yeah. We were blown away that we thought we were going to be early to order baby chicks. And Tessa just said, no, they started selling November, December for the spring rush. You know, so I guess I'm, I'm embarrassed. I don't know how you feel, but to be in the chicken well, business. And chick the coop season business, just got longer. Or earlier. <laughs> earlier. Yeah, this is incredible. We have some questions for Tessa. Yeah, so I would love, if you guys have any questions, please leave them in the comments section. We can start asking Tessa some of those questions or Ingrid yeah. will bring it up. But if you don't have any questions, please just say hi. Let us know where you guys are watching from. And of course, if there's anything you guys can do for us, please help promote and share the show. So Deb wants to know what's your minimum chick order? So that's seasonal. Now this time of year, our minimum order for chicks is eight. But um, starting in uh, March and April, you'll be able to order as few as three. And that goes all the way through until usually November when we switch back to eight. And that's just to keep the chicks safe. So during those warmer months, just three chicks can ship safely across the United States. And then in those winter months, we like to have more so that they have the body warmth. So, okay, thank you. Um, Rob Smith says, I got my first order coming from Meyer in May and was wondering if the grow gel and vital, vital pack come with the shipment and if not, how beneficial it is to use the, how beneficial is it to use these? 
So every Meyer Hatchery order is going to come with a grow gel. That is a little bag that comes inside the slot inside your box. And that you add into your, um, you, it kind of creates like a green paste that you can feed to your birds. The vital pack is a whole separate thing that's a water supplement. So it's something that's kind of like save a chick. Mm-hmm. That part is something you can add onto your order. And when you do that, you get enough to use it for months if you wanted to. It's good for up to, I believe, like 500 chicks. And most of the time, people are only getting 10. So mm-hmm. I always save mine because it contains vitamins and nutrients that you can use if you find a weak hen out in the coop. There's no reason you can't use it for that too. Um, so the grow gel, what it does is it helps boost up the protein, the sugar levels, um, the nutrients in those baby chicks after they've had that long, well, not actually really, not a long journey. They're usually only in the air for a day or two before they get to you, but that's enough for them to need that little boost. And um, they're attracted to the color. You sprinkle it right on top of their feed and they eat that. And then it gives them that energy to help themselves keep warm. That's Hmm. great. Yeah, that is great. So only a day or two is typical for the shipment time? Yes. So it's usually within 48 hours. Most hatch days are on a Monday. Um, Some deliveries are, they'll go all the way to Thursday, though typically mostly people get theirs on Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. But Mm -hmm. since we do ship all the way across the U.S., even to Alaska, some of those do take until Thursday to get there. And it's safe because, you know, if you've hatched at home, you know you've got a window between the time when the birds hatch and when they really need food and water. And that's because if a hen is sitting on their eggs, they all hatch at different times. So she's not going to get up off the eggs if one or two chicks have hatched to go give them food and water. She's going to wait for everyone else. So chicks have kind of like a built-in protection system. They absorb their yolk right before they hatch. And it sustains them for a good three to four days afterwards before they need to find their own food. Wow. Nature. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Bridget says, the fact that you guys have sexed chicks was a deciding factor for my purchase. Customer service is top notch. Yeah, you guys are crushing it with raving reviews right now. I'm looking at the comments, Tessa. I'm not sure if you can see them coming in unless they just come in here. They're just coming Uh, in for us. So many huge fans of Meyer Hatchery. Yeah, that is well, awesome to see. Hey, that that is great. It. And it, I mean, we're so thankful for our customers because you you know you have one bad experience and hundreds of people know. But at Meyer Hatchery, these good experiences they're shared just as frequently as a bad one. It's it's incredible to watch our customer base just really love their birds and really love the fact that we are here for you every step of the way, and we're really proud of that. So speaking of a, a good experience, one of the things that is my favorite part about ordering baby chicks online is the anticipation. You know, mm-hmm. I, I talked about a couple shows ago where it's like you get to feel that excitement of Christmas morning all over again as an adult when you know the baby chicks are coming, you're tracking them every five minutes, and then all of a sudden you know they're going to be at the post office tomorrow. Yeah, and you can't sleep that night. And you're just waiting mm-hmm. by the phone, waiting for the call, and then the post office calls. At least that was, you know, the experiences I've had. And then... You can hear the baby chicks in the background when they're on the phone and you're just running there and you walking through those doors of the post office and you hear them. It is a great experience. I know that might seem ridiculous to the people that have never done it, but there's so many wonderful surprises you would never expect in this wonderful hobby of backyard chickens. 
Um, so Tessa, real quick, I know there's more questions coming in. I do want to get that, but I would love, I'm just fascinated by this about the sexing myths. So we talked about the one, if you hang them upside down and you mentioned another one that I see all the time. And I tell you, people insist by it that you can tell by the feathers. Can you expand on there? Talk about that. Sure. Um, a lot of these breeds that uh, most hatcheries offer now are hybrids or they are designer breeds. And there's really only a few breeds that you can do sexing by the feathers. And they're typically ones that you would be able to tell what we call auto sexing, um, where their color pattern is also different too. And so um, like the cream leg bar, that's an auto sexing breed. They look completely different at hatch. Uh, same thing with golden buffs, which are those really high production brown egg layers. Those ones, when they hatch, they look different. Um, but now birds are not the same as they were when a farmer was getting them 50 years ago and there were only a couple of breeds to go by. So feather sexing can be reliable in some breeds, but it's very few. And also speaking of sexting, and this is going to be kind of a tough question, but something tells me you're going to knock it out of the park, I hope. It's a tough question. And this is, you know, I want to hit both sides. And this is a concern is what happens to the baby males, the baby chick males that um, are not purchased because they're not males at Meyer Hatchery? That is a great question. And it's something that a lot of people make assumptions about without asking. So thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. um, here at Meyer Hatchery, we make sure that those males get homes. So we offer them in uh, different assortments or straight run assortments that are at a lower cost so that those birds are getting homes. And then we also get them to local places around the hatchery where we're able to say we have 500 males um, and a lot of places near there, a lot of farms will take them on as meat birds. Yeah, because we get asked that a lot. So I, I love that answer. People have this idea that they just get put right into a grinder. And I'm not saying that may not happen at some places, but I think it's important as we want to educate the consumer, which is, again, a huge part about this show, is Absolutely. to know why they should choose Meyer Hatchery. Um, have you seen uh, a change in, uh, you know, like we've been getting a lot of calls for duck coops and I'm curious if you've seen that on your end where all of a sudden more and more people are interested in purchasing baby ducks, maybe quail, anything like that? Yes. And it's actually really exciting that people are kind of going out of just chickens because um, I was just talking with Lisa Steele last month about raising ducks and the benefits and how they're almost more fun for a lot of people than chickens because of their personalities. Um, they have this reputation for being really messy and gross, but they, they're very clean. They just really love splashing around. So it's something that people are realizing that they don't have to live on a lake or have a pond to raise ducks. There's a lot of tools available now for people to be able to raise just a few ducks in a coop. The eggs have more um, fat and protein in them so that they're really great for baking. And uh, the ducks are not susceptible to as many diseases as chickens are. So that helps too, especially with concerns like avian influenza, because chickens, they're, they're incredibly susceptible, but ducks can be carriers. That doesn't mean that they're not susceptible, but it does mean that if you keep a closed flock of ducks, you'd be able to safely keep them without transmitting that to anyone else. And urban quail keeping is highly on the rise. 
And actually here at my house, I am transitioning over into having more and more quail because they're prolific layers and they're also really good for meat. Um, they start laying sometimes as early as six weeks. And even though they have a shorter lifespan, uh, they are personable, they're quiet. And even in most urban areas, you're able to keep them as like pets rather than poultry. So people who live in apartments can safely keep these quail on their deck or even in their home and still enjoy fresh eggs that they know where the, the eggs and meat came from. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. One of the things that we have yet to prove, but I'm sure there's professionals out there that have proven it. But Tessa, I would love to get your opinion on this. I have been told that people that have egg allergies are perfectly fine eating quail eggs. I've heard that too. And though I, I don't, I don't know the scientific facts about it. I was talking to a friend who has a daughter who has allergies because um, there's, it's like a certain protein uh, I, I don't even know, like a, yeah. a strand of DNA that makes it so that it's easier to digest in some ways. So it's definitely something to ask your doctor about and see if they suggest you trying it. Because if it's that easy to change over and still be able to use eggs in your cooking, then it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I need some people with egg allergies. I want to bring them on the show, <laughs> sign a waiver. I, yeah. What I... about duck eggs? Do duck eggs have the same... Uh, do people that are allergic to chicken eggs, can they have duck eggs? Because I thought I've heard that. If that is... See, and that's another one, too, that I, I think it really depends on what about the egg the person is allergic to. Right. Because um, they they do all really have the same content. It's in just in different levels. Right. So go, I want to go back to ducks a little bit because there's another hot topic behind the scenes here at Carolina Coops, and it came up again recently. And Tessa, I would love to get your opinion on this because you, you hit on it. Um, if someone's going to have ducks in a duck coop, and you mentioned that they don't have to have a pond or you know whatever, what is your advice for people that are going to have ducks and make sure they're you know they're healthy and happy and getting the water they need? How should what type of application should they have for water for ducks? Um, it depends on where you live, how you're going to set it up, because here in Michigan, it is more difficult to keep ducks, but it's not impossible. So ducks really, they don't have to be able to swim year round. What they do need to do is to be able to dip their entire head and beak in, because that's how they clean out their nares. Um, when a duck eats, it eats and then it immediately dips into water to help them digest and to bring that food down as opposed to a chicken that would eat and then kind of use like a grit substance to help them digest. So the duck, as long as you have a waterer that it can submerge its head into to clean their nares, that's enough to get them through the winter. But a lot of people will find that if they have small like stock tanks for swimming for their ducks, they have de-icers that can be used in there so they're able to bathe uh, and splash around in the winter. And it's completely safe. Like I would never want my chickens walking in standing water during the winter, but ducks themselves, they are made for it. I mean, you see ducks out at the local lake this time of year swimming. It's no yeah. different than your backyard ducks. So if you do decide to have some kind of pool for them, just their action alone in it sometimes is enough to break up that ice. And then throughout the summertime, when there's higher temperatures and more uh, opportunity for bacteria growth, it's always just really important to have a water source that you can be cleaning out any 
uh, artificial pool that you've made for them just to keep it clean. And then if they do have access to some kind of pond or uh, lake, just know that um, allowing them to go there and interact with wild ducks can make other species in your flock more susceptible to disease. So just be cautious with that. Keeping a closed flock and having a water source for them in a closed area is the safest. Okay, okay. so here's what you may not understand what's going on. I'm about to jump out of my skin and, and, and excitement. So once again, on record, okay, that we have an expert, if you don't mind me calling you that, Tessa, I want to say she's an expert, that it is true that the duck dipper that we design and sell and install should be perfectly fine for ducks, but yet we have some people, we need to get to the bottom of this. Well, you, she, you still would, I mean, I, yes, that's, that's what she said in the winter, because you don't, you're not going to have like a pool because it will freeze. But you, they still should have some kind of body of water for them to get their feathers wet, right, and swim in. Or do they, they not need that? They don't have to. It is the joy of their <laughs> life to be able to splash and swim. They are water animals. Right. But, but as long as they can get their head in, they're fine. Because most of the time, the ducks, when they're swimming, it's for fishing, it's for socialization, um, and it's for recreation. So you can keep them in a space where they only have that. Exactly. Exactly. Matt, Give Matt me feels a mic. Completely, I, I need a so, mic drop right now because he's you have so vindicated right now. Thank Tessa. you. Yes. Because listen, <laughs> we're animal lovers. We're in this business because we love animals and we want to give the animals everything they want to be happy. But listen, folks, and I love ducks and I love duck eggs. I actually love duck eggs more than I love chicken eggs. And I didn't know that until I had duck eggs. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And what we're trying to do here at Carolina Coops is make it so that people can have something they never thought they would. Um, like ducks, and also make it so that it's not another chore. It, if, it, if the structure's designed well and you're educated, but yet you keep it simple, you understand what mm -hmm. they really need, it can be successful. And we have had people want to crucify me at the stake on YouTube saying, no, 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 that duck dipper is wrong, that's cruel and inhumane. Let me be clear. If you can give a bird the ability to go be a bird, in, in, in this case a duck, in a pond or a pool, they're going to love it, yes. But does it mean you can't have them and them still not be happy and healthy? And like Tessa said, they just got to be able to dunk their heads in there and get their nares or their nostrils, right? I don't want to mm -hmm. be wrong with my terms, but mm -hmm. in case there's some people that don't know what nares are, um, to get it wet. And that's where our duck dipper comes in great, uh, is a great tool. And then to take it a step further, okay, this is Tessa, you just... Boo! Hit it out of the park because she said the other thing about ducks. Ducks are messy, okay? And they're, they're ducks. You want them to be ducks. The duck dipper, if you guys haven't seen it, you got to go to our website because what we have done is we have made it so it's so easy for you to clean because guess what? The ducks are going to make a mess, all right? Um, we have made it so that this duck dipper is designed like a sink or a bathtub, all right? It's just a basin, and you can clean it out without even having to get your hands wet, okay? But I'm not going to go on any more about that. Just Tessa, thank you. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> you made I, day. Yes, because it <laughs> well, makes me so mad, and I know there's going to be people out there. All right. That's fine. We, get, we got Matt fired up already. Well, I'm happy. Anyone doing the drinking game? <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay, but I want good. to get... Some You're other gesturing with a mallet. Oh, well, because I was about to make a proclamation. Okay. Because right now, the duck dipper, correct me if I'm wrong, is... Discontinued? Uh, 
is off limits to sell yes. based on more research. But my God, I've done the research, at least, but I know I'm not going to make everyone happy, but I want to. And we're talking about animals, so we don't want to be wrong. Okay, we can screw up humans. We do it all the time. But our animals, no. Okay? <laughs> all right. So, Tessa, thank you so much about that. Whoo, man. I have, I a, I have a question. Now. Is How is this season compared to previous seasons? Did you see an uptick in 2020? Are we on mark, you know, on, on mark to meet that mm-hmm. or beat that? I think that since 2020, uh, chicken keeping has just risen every year. We're just shocked every year by the number of new chicken keepers. And now we're seeing in 2023 that a lot of the people that started chicken raising in 2020 are replenishing their flock. Not only do you have a lot of new people coming in, but you have these now experienced poultry owners expanding. So it is busy. Okay. We have some questions here too. Um, Jay says, if we already placed our chick order, can we add more chicks to an order if we see a breed pop-up available that wasn't available when we Mm, ordered? That's a good question. Absolutely. So with a phone call, chat, or email, you can do that. Ah. Um, It is based on, uh, you know, fluid inventory. So a lot of people will put in back and stock notifications for some of those really popular breeds. So the faster that you can get into us, the better. Um, but yes, we do it all the time. It's probably half the work that our customer service team does. (laughs) I can imagine. Add-ons. Yes. And somebody also (laughs) wanted to point out that you guys do a mystery check for, Mm -hmm. I believe it's an extra $6 that you can get like a rare breed, right? Is that correct? So we do have assortments. The, uh, rare breed assortments are, I'm, I'm, it is very close to $6. It's, I think it's six and some change, but, um, that's actually my favorite assortment. It's what I order almost every single time because <gasps> I love surprises. Like if I was a child, I would be totally into those mystery bags. And that's what the rare assortments are like, because for $6, you're getting these breeds that are all of a higher value. They're a great mix of all different kinds of layers. And um, it's it's my absolute favorite. So do you like, is there like a bunch that you have listed and then it's going to be like however many of those, or is it just complete, like you might get like a, some kind of like you know bird that you've never heard of or something <laughs> no it will be one of the breeds that we offer okay uh we we separate them out so uh in the rare breeds you're never going to get anything that's less than you know the six dollars so those are all going to be more of our um expensive breeds or the ones that have like really desirable qualities the rare birds okay um so to, all right, real quick to Ben's point, I think I did say You did it. say that. Did you see me look at you? When yeah, he said sexting. Uh, yeah, did I'm, Matt I'm, just say sexting? <laughs> LOL. Pretty sure there was a I'm, T in there. Yes. I meant you sexting. Did. Sorry, old Yeah, because I we, looked at you this like show is Did now, you just say that? Everyone's gonna watch this recorded show is gonna have to click adult version now. <laughs> I, I know it. Uh, real real quick, I know there's more questions coming in. Everyone, thank you so much for being here. It we are live. It is February 10th, 2023. We have Tessa from Meyer Hatchery on it. Tessa, thank you so much for being here. Um, absolutely love everything you're having to say right now. And it makes me so happy to see how happy our viewers are with Meyer yeah, Hatchery. Yeah, they're 100% happy. So, yeah, every so, single one of them. A question we get a lot, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. 
people come to us and they purchase a chicken coop. And then the next question is, you know, what kind of chicken should I get? And then they start telling us, you know, well, I've heard this, I've read this, da, 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 da. And I know what our opinion is, but I think you probably know where I'm going with this when people really get very particular about what they read in a catalog. How much should people really weigh on those words when it comes to having the nice chicken? Like how do, what is really important in your opinion about having, you know, a successful flock and a flock that, you know, loves you? Well, there are breeds that <coughs> like when you go to our website, you can filter things by their temperament, um, their flightiness, their uh, mothering qualities. And a lot of times you'll find that some of those, like right there where it says friendly and calm or friendly and active, taking that into account, you can really start to choose which breeds might fit that best for you and your flock. Because if you know that you want a flock of friendly blue egg layers that lay a ton, there's not usually a whole bunch of breeds that fit that need. But as, as you can talk about with people, not every bird is going to fall into that same category because for every person who has, you know, like buff Orpington is my favorite because they're so fluffy and cuddly. Well, if you have enough buff Orpingtons in your lifetime, at some point you're going to have one that's just a complete turd. It's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, and some of that is just who they are. And some of it is the amount of interaction that they have as chicks or, um, even their like coop and accommodations, because the more comfortable they are, the more interactive you are with your flock and making sure you provide them everything you need, that relationship is built. So I always find like, I've, I've never really had a breed that I would say isn't friendly. They're all friendly under the right circumstances. So being flexible and trying new things is really important, especially now when maybe some of those more traditional breeds are sold out. You know, we're creating these breeds not to be the kind that chase you down and peck you. Um, <laughs> so we have those too, right? You know, everybody's had the rooster that just pecks their the back of their legs as they go. But um, using those filters is a really good way to find alternatives if the breed you were really hoping for isn't available. Okay, so a couple things. Thank you again. See, folks, it's not just us saying this. Uh, it's really that simple. It has so much to do with the right pro, uh, the right coop, and then how much interaction yeah. you're going to have with them. Yeah, and I love on their website you can filter through those things that mm -hmm. we get we hear a lot, and I think that's just a great tool um, to be able to use while they're picking. Hopefully, the ideal chicks for them but i love how she said if you've had enough buff orpingtons yeah. you're gonna get that one turd we couldn't agree more um so i just want people and you can do like cold hardy and heat yeah. tolerant like those things are kind of important too because people that live they're always saying it's too cold for chickens yeah. i think you can make it work with anything from the hatchery that's though. all about the coop too it's all about proper ventilation yeah. in the coop you yeah. have your coop on your property um so there are some that are more you know typically sustainable in a cold environment. But even like here in Michigan, I, I have Egyptian Fayumis. Those are the original chicken breed from Egypt and she does fine. But it's yeah. because I have the right number of chickens in my coop and my coop is well ventilated. Right. You know, speaking of the coop, cause we are in the coop business, this and that. And we I thought we, we, yeah, I think so, aren't we? <laughs> um, and I know there's more questions coming up. So Inger, whenever you're ready, bring in some more questions. But sure. there's a couple of things, of course, I gotta uh, ask. Another question we get a lot is, should you, do you heat your hen house at night in the cold winters, or is it best 
to make sure you can block the wind chill, still allow some ventilation. You know, I'm, I'm sure you probably get these questions a lot. And again, we have our opinions, but I would love to hear what your answer is to when people come to you about heating their chicken coop. So um, I am an anti-heating your coop. Uh, I actually have a TikTok and reel about it that it gets some flack. And I understand because people only want the best for their birds and they're going to do what they feel is best. But heating a coop is such an opportunity for tragedy that it's not worth it to me. There are alternate products that can be used to help keep your birds warm, but as long as the wind is blocked, there's ventilation, you're not keeping water in your coop that's going to create moisture that's going to give your birds frostbite, and you have the right number of birds in your coop, there really is no need. Even in, you know, Alaska or uh, it's just it's just not necessary. Thank you. See, See folks. Vindicated once See, again. again. Wow, you're going to get excited again? Yes, because, guys, <laughs> we are not paying Meyer Hatchery to say this. We are not paying Tessa. To, we did not have our, our, our meeting in the beginning. Be like, okay, here's what you got to say when I ask why. No, it's that no, simple. No, we are winging it. <laughs> we are. Really? Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, chicken puns so, never end. Yes. So, yes. guys, it, it's just that simple. And I tell you, and, and Tessa, I'm sure you have had the same situation. People are like, oh my gosh, what, you don't like your chickens? I'm like, oh my God, like sweaters. It drives yes. me nuts. We can't when... anthropomorph anthropomorphize. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I've been practicing that word. Yeah. It's it's giving human qualities to animals. Right. We can't yes. say like, oh, they're uh, cold because we're cold. They, yeah. they, they're they they're built for that. Yeah. What is your best-selling breed? Ooh, I like that. Um, we have a lot that are very popular. So the Buckeye is one of our most popular breeds because that was created in Ohio. I was going to uh, say, that, that's proprietary. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but honestly, um, Buff Orpingtons are really popular. So are Bard Rocks. Uh, and recently, Bantams, like Silkies, are incredibly popular. Oh, Matt's uh, favorite. And a lot of people <laughs> are looking for, but it changes every year because in the past, people were looking for a lot of designer birds, but this year, people are looking for production birds. So your leg worms ah. and uh, things like that. See, she mentioned my two favorites. Bard Rock and Orpington. Yeah. And a Bantam. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and you have to have a Bantam. Damn. We're yes. big proponents on everybody has to have yes. a Bantam. But yes. Matt does not. He's oh not my a, gosh. He's we not just, a fan of silkies. Oh, God. There's such a pain in the butt. And we just recently, again, our silky ramp is becoming more and more popular where we designed this ramp. So it's like. So it, it's a handicap ramp. Yes. Because they need it, folks. <laughs> my gosh. If you have silkies and that's your first breed of chickens and you're a little frustrated. Well, but I, if you have one silk, one hatchery silky and a flock of regular birds, I they tend to just keep up. You're going to really see. Oh, In well, my opinion. Yeah, you can. Yeah, There is some truth to that. I'll give you that. Um, there is a question that I think is I want to make sure that we ask because uh, this is interesting. And this is uh, another website that, again, we don't get paid to say this. We're not trying to plug them. Uh, but My Pet Chicken, right? Uh, dot oh, com. yes. Um, the question is, do, does my pet chicken, when they sell baby chicks on their website, are they coming from Meyer Hatchery? So um, a lot of hatcheries all work together. And in some capacities, we do have partnerships with others around. So um, part of my pet chicken does interact with Meyer Hatchery, as we do with other hatcheries around for different products. That's actually really normal in the hatchery business because, you know, not every hatchery can make 
every certain kind of chicken or duck or quail or guinea. So we do work together. You know, I'm really curious, and this is gonna, another question I don't want to forget to ask, but um, at these hatcheries, are are there all the adult chickens and you're breeding them and collecting the eggs and incubate them? Or do you have like breeders around the country that you purchase the fertile eggs and then you bring them in and get them ready to be hatched in an incubator? So all of the chicken breeds that we offer here, we do have our own flock and we take the adults and we collect the eggs and we incubate and we set them. There are some that are more production like Cornish Cross and some of the Rangers or Heritage Turkeys. Those ones are more specialty and they're needed in higher quantities. So those are the kinds that are going to be um, from a, a, a different party and we get eggs from someone else. But then when it's time to expand what we have, we'll look for breeders who are independent breeders, high quality breeders, if we're looking to bring in a new breed. Um, and then we can start a flock of our own that way. What does it take? Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. It's on my bucket list. I want my own breed. I want my Carolina Coops breed or whatever. And I'm a little jealous. We love Lisa Steele. Love that lady because, again, and you remind me of her because it's not complicated. But here it is. Here's the facts. And if you guys realize that if you overcomplicate it, you're going to screw it up with chickens. Keep it simple. Um, that's one of the things that we love that Lisa Steele preaches. And then she gets people give her crap for it. It's like, oh, my gosh, people, come on. But. She has her own breed at Meyer Hatchery. There's a couple. A couple? Mm -hmm. um, I want to know, what does it take to come up with your own breed and say, this is our breed? Like, it, do, do you have to make it official? Do you got to get a patent on it? How does that work? Well, the breeds that we have with Lisa Steele, those were her ideas. So she, she has a very um, distinguished color palette in her birds. And so she wanted to be able to offer her customers birds that not only looked like hers and her coop, but had those same kind of um, characteristics and feathering patterns. And she brought that to us. So um, at this point, we don't have any other uh, exclusive breeds on the palette, but definitely something to think about. Yeah, I want to do it so bad. And of course, I love black. I'm a very gray person. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my personality, but I love black and white. And mm -hmm. I just, my favorite is, you know, those silver lace coachings, just absolutely gorgeous. And um, I was like, man, I wish I could take that and mix it with, I love the copper moron. I love those dark, dark eggs. But I also love those olive eggers where that's that 70s green avocado egg. <laughs> I was like, man, it'd be so cool if we'd make black stripes on a green egg. But anyways, I was just kind of really curious about that. Um, Ingrid, There's a so, couple, yeah, couple more questions. We're, we're Some... Coming up to one o'clock already. Again, if you're yeah. just joining us, we are live with Tessa from Meyer Hatchery. Go ahead, Ingrid, some more questions. Well, we just somebody asked if you guys give tours of the hatchery. Or are you not doing that right now or because of the avian flu or are there any things that are impacting that? Sure. In the past, Meyer Hatchery used to have a customer appreciation day where we would invite people into the hatchery and under pretty good biosecurity measures, we were able to give people an idea of how things work in, in the background. Um, but with regulations, avian flu, um, those, those kind of inhibit how many people can come in because even as a, a, an independent chicken keeper, like I wear a different pair of shoes when I go into tractor supply to get stuff uh, because I don't want to track it back to my house. So we don't currently offer tours, but we do have a retail store in Polk, Ohio. So if you are close enough to drive to pick up your chicks, you are welcome to do that. So you kind of bypass that shipping cost. 
and you get a pretty good idea of what our facility is like while you're there. But we also have some uh, tours of the facility over on our YouTube channel. Okay, that's great. Now, Francine, our friend Francine had a question, and I don't want to, she had it early on, and this could be for Tessa or Kristen or both of you. She has a bantam rooster, and she's wondering if the little bantam rooster is going to mate with the full-sized hens, or should she get a little bantam for her little, for Winston, her Gosh, rooster. I know how that goes. I saw <laughs> it happen yesterday. So what well, do you think, I'm Tessa? Because I've had it, I've had it in my coop. We <laughs> Um, I have a totally mixed flock. So bantam standards, uh, you know, extra large breeds. And I do hatch my barnyard babies. And um, we have a silky rooster who is quite popular amongst the ladies. And he uh, found himself with one of our leghorn hens. And they produced a baby that we, <laughs> that we call Thing because it's quite tall. But it's also, um, it looks kind of like a silky. So it is absolutely possible. It is also absolutely hilarious to watch them try. Um, but if you really want to make his life easier, it would be a good idea to have a couple of bantam hens just so that he has ladies of his own that he doesn't have to really not at all keep not at all what i was picturing i thought she's gonna bust out there's a step stool i was like oh we gotta start making the, uh, <laughs> make it easier bantam rooster step stool <laughs> sorry um that's great so uh jose was asking if you ship to puerto rico we do ship it to um the united states there are some areas and territories that we are able to but not all bird products okay so um on the website there's a list of where things can be shipped uh just because of legislation and laws right another question was can you have just one duck or do you have to have two like if you have a mixed flock of ducks and chickens i'm assuming right so if you already had chickens and you wanted to introduce a duck, that would be a scenario where I'd say that was okay. Usually ducks like to be in at least pairs or a trio. Um, and if you were going to have just a single duck, you would want to make sure that it was a duck and not a drake. So not a male right. bird, um, just because that's dangerous for your chickens. Right. But ducks can live in with the chickens incredibly happily and enjoy their time. So... The best would be to have a couple, like a couple female. Yeah, ducks. you know, honestly, like two female ducks together, they can nest together just because the ducks nest on the floor. So if the rest of your coop is chickens and they're all roosting and the duck is alone on the floor during winter, that might be a little chilly for her. So having a mate down there that she can spend her time with and swim with is a good idea. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of questions. I, we're starting to, I mean, ducks are becoming very popular, which I think is great. And we want to, you know, a couple of people are asking, you know, what's the difference between a chicken coop and a duck coop? And we've talked about it a lot. And it's actually a duck coop is very, very simple, technically. Um, we got all kinds of information on our website about that. And you can always give us a call if you're interested. Um, before I forget, I do got to ask a question. I know you get asked this all the time, but hopefully you're not going to get mad at me. But if you could only have <laughs> one breed of chicken for the rest of your life, what would that breed be? Um, to be honest with you, uh, you're, you're going to hate this. I would have a silky because, <laughs> because they are the ultimate production breed in terms of creating more chickens. And like my rooster, Pat, 
I raised him from a day old. He would sit on my shoulder like a parrot and walk around. I can flip him and rack him Aww. and flip it. And I, it, I might have to get one now. Oh, a heritage bird rack rooster who's like half of my body size. And here I am holding him like this, and he's looking at me like, give me a break. Oh, I, I do love silkies. Oh, boy. All right, well, then, Great answer. Okay, well, now I'm going to get myself in trouble because people are going to call and be like, oh, I want silkies. I want silkies. Okay, then we, <laughs> we got to talk about something then. If you are designing a chicken coop and you're going to design it for silkies, tell me the must. What's going to make it different for the silkies versus regular standard chickens? Honestly, I don't think that it really has to be that different. Um, I only have a couple of silkies in my coop that floor roost, which is usually the problem that people have. Mm -hmm. um, and having them like sleep on the floor makes them more susceptible to predators. It's, uh, it's a bigger chance for mites or lice because they're sleeping in their bedding or sleeping in their own poo. Um, but if they have lower roosts that they're easy to access, that would be a suggestion I would have. And like in my coop, we have ramps that go, uh, we do have the ramps for them. And most of my silkies use them, but um, having the uh, skinnier roosting bars is also nice for them because their feet are smaller. So like in my coop, I use a with an extra four. toe. Yes, with their extra toe. <laughs> so, and it's easier for them to get on because you want them to be able to put their foot almost all the way around, but then still be able to cover their feet with their body. So if you had a purely bantam coop that was just for silkies, thinner roosting bars would give them the opportunity to be able to wrap around. Mm, silky bars. Um, and also, I got to <laughs> ask this, and please feel free to speak freely. No judgment zone, at least most of the time. Um, tell me, what are your thoughts? Is it true there's something in the chicken feed? They're, they're, it's causing the, uh, the chickens to not produce as many eggs? I mean, can you, can you give us your sure. thoughts on that a little bit? Yep. Um, and for anybody who wants to learn more about it, I actually am releasing a podcast next week that's just completely about this. But um, there's there's no truth to it. Commercial feed is incredibly safe. It's put through more tests than the food that we eat as people. And I know that the back of a feed bag can be really daunting because it looks like just a list of chemicals. But when you really break it down, turn over your vitamin bottle. I know you're taking them. So it's the same kind of a thing. You're giving your chicken a well-balanced diet. And this whole thing about the feed not giving people eggs, well, we're just coming out of the darkest times of the year. Hens are not naturally supposed to lay that time of year. And if you do choose to supplement your light and try to keep them laying through the winter, that's a personal choice and a lot of egg farmers do it. But you had to start that process back in August for that to work. So unless you Ooh. had birds that were hatched in um, like July and August that would just start laying during the winter season, chances are you're not going to have eggs during the winter unless you did something proactively. Wow. Okay. So like, <laughs> we're coming up to one o'clock. Tessa, I can't thank you so much for uh, this is more time than we were expecting from you. So thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, you just hit on another topic that is always in debate i'm a fan of keeping it natural keep it you know the way nature has intended it but there are a lot of people that ask us all the time about the artificial lighting 
Um, and the reason for the artificial lighting is to trick them uh, into continuing to lay around the winter months, which my understanding is the re they need to have that break, right? They got to be able to, um, re whether it's to regenerate their feathers or to start their molting process so that they have nice new feathers and help them get through the winter, whatever. Um, that is interesting that if you think it's going to work, you have to start the artificial lighting in August. So let me be clear for one. I am not a fan of it. But I've never heard that before. But I would love if you could touch on that a little bit, your opinion of artificial lighting for the backyard chicken flock. Yep. For a backyard chicken flock um, such as my own, I do not use artificial lighting because the amount of like the battery that that hen takes while they go through a molt is is it's part of the process that their body naturally needs to go through. So you would have to be feeding them like, feather fixer and all of these really high protein foods to be able to allow them to go through a molt at the same time they're producing eggs. And honestly, the whole process of like shedding all of your feathers and growing them back to be part of this natural process, um, they need that protein to do that. And I just don't think that in, in my personal flock, I, I just, I want to give them that time to rest. They're providing me with such a wonderful gift every day as just being my flock friends and providing Aww. me eggs that for me, I'm, I'm letting them rest. Enjoy your winter. It, it sucks out there. Just rest. <laughs> and you're also, I mean, chickens are born with the amount of eggs they're going to lay. So if you, if you, um, get, make them lay during the winter, you're actually shortening the time that that chicken is going to give you legs and eggs and possibly shortening their life. You know, because that's like the end of life when they start, stop laying. Right. You know, so. And there are that are more, more capable to do that. So if that is your interest as a backyard owner, instead of supplementing life, find something like a breed that does lay heavy, like a golden buff. They'll have a really short, or even a leghorn, they'll have a really short molt period and they'll get right back on it. So there are breeds you can choose to as an alternative. I want to just before we let her go too. I just want Virginia said so happy that you mentioned Myers a few weeks ago. Received my chicks from Meyer this Tuesday. Shipping was less than twenty four hours. All sixteen were healthy, and they look like they've doubled in size already. Aww. So I Aww. wanted you to hear that because people just our fans just love you here. They're just oh hold on hold on bring up yeah. that comment real quick. Uh, Joe Clementi the one. So th that's one of my, uh, da, 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 okay, and wait. I just wrote down flock friends. Uh, I love that. Here, bring that in real quick. You so just th on that. <laughs> yeah, I I have I, these are the things that scare me. Um, Joe says so. I live in the village of Sterling, Michigan. I own 0.75 acres, but the village of Sterling doesn't allow chickens unless you own 20 acres. So I don't know who owns 20 acres in a village, but these are one of the things that scare me. Where the local government starts to tell you what you can and can't, cannot do. And I always want to make sure people, if, especially if you're going to be living close to people, be smart. You know, I'm not a, like roosters, for example, a lot of people think you've got to have a rooster to have chickens. And I'm actually, I gotta be careful. I say this, but I'm anti-rooster. They're loud. They're stressful to the hens. They're really not needed. Um, but that is interesting. So in a village, you're not allowed to have chickens unless you in own that 20. particular one yeah, yeah. that and typically those are not those are old laws and ordinances that have been around for a long time yeah, so you, what's what's the advice there well honestly check your local state laws and your city laws because the outcome of having chickens and caring for them for you know 
a couple months or even a year before you get in trouble would be heartbreaking to have to give away your flock. So know what the laws are. But um, like in the town that I live in, when I would say even 10 years ago, you couldn't have chickens at all. It just wasn't allowed. It didn't matter how many acres you had. But people came to their city government and said, times are changing and we want to be in control and we want to provide for our family. And if enough voices are heard in that instance, sometimes you can really make a change. So if it's important to you, find a group of people with the like-minded um, scenarios and figure out how you can approach it in a practical and kind way and do your research or have quail on your back deck. Oh yeah, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. That's a great point. <laughs> Also, Inger, go ahead. I see there's so many questions, and um, I just sure saw that Matt all. Fish and Matt Ryan is is doing the drinking game, and because he was able oh, to no. make this one, and he said he's got the Tito shots flowing. <laughs> um, so somebody asked with the mystery breed if that was sexed, or, yes. or, or or yeah, okay, so they are. So when you get the mystery one, you're not going to worry about getting a male if you don't want to have a rooster yeah. for whatever reasons. Well, there's two, probably two things that they're talking about here, because we do have those assortments where you choose male or female, but then there also is something called a meal maker program that um, Meyer Hatchery does, and it's not consistent week to week because it does depend on availability, but some weeks, if you elect to have a meal maker in your um, shipment, that means that we're going to provide you with a female hen, or if you had a meat bird order, you would get another meat bird. And that would just be a free one that we would give you in hopes that you share eggs or meat with your community. And those always follow, like if it's a, um, if you have a pullet order of laying hens, it will always be a female. Okay. That sounds great. And people, somebody asked again that they can go to your facility to pick up chicks. And I guess that's, they have, yes. Yeah, they have a real retail store. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And pick up. And uh -huh. there is another one real quick. I mean, I know we can go on and on. And Tessa, again, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, she's uh, really But I am kind of curious now what Tessa would say to this, and we're hearing this a lot, is rabbits. You know, having rabbits on your homestead, your hybrid homestead, micro homestead, whatever it is, because rabbits, one, it's a great source of protein. Um, they multiply quickly. And Fertilizer. Yeah, fertilizer. Bud, oh, I thought you said Budweiser. Um, the, yes, number three. Thank you for letting me get to it. <laughs> that the fertilizer, you can't really screw it up. But I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are about chickens and rabbits together. Yes, no? Um, I know a lot of people who do raise rabbits alongside their chickens. So um, you do have to know that the chickens will eat the rabbit poop. Um, but in general, um, they can cohabitate the birds and the rabbits. If they're in a secure environment, they get used to each other. And it's a really nice way for people to be able to do like a all in one sustainable area. So they've got their eggs, they've got their meat rabbits and they can share a space safely. Um, there's not going to be any cross contamination. So that is something that's very popular, especially up here in the North where, um, you know, it's good to be sustainable for winter months. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a little nauseous now. Just picturing. I'm, I'm picturing like cocoa puffs. You know, the chicken's like, oh, some cocoa puffs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, we have oh, a God. customer in Canada that got a, I think it was a Carolina coop. Um, and I think 18, um, 18 foot run. And she had a, the one end, she had her little like rabbit area and then the chickens and the rest of it. So yeah, we have a local customer who's doing that too. 
All right. Um, so real quick, guys, if you have any more questions, please fire them away right now. We're going to get through them all. I'm going to try to get to the bottom of the list. Again, Tess, if we're running out of time, please let us know. I don't want to take too much advantage of you, but you have been absolutely wonderful to have on the show. Our silky roosters just as loud slash noisy as other roosters. Yes. <laughs> a rooster's a rooster, no matter what. Though I will say they have very distinct crows. Their crows are a little a little less muted, or they are more muted than um, a large standard breed. But I found that actually bantam roosters crow more often. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, that Cali shirt, I need it. Yes, what's going on with the merch? I know the office is listening right now. I'm trying to get them. There's just, a debate just on... Get, um, get the merch. Yeah. What? Get, debate on what? Just what styles and brands, I think. Like you there... can't make people. I I thought chicken coops and then industrial hemp was complicated. No. Order merch. Holy cow. That is so complicated. <laughs> um, so I just want to make sure if you can just read through those questions. And I just so I hate when we leave people out and then all of a sudden they just I know, keep firing but there's, them off. I mean. They keep on going. Like Tess has a life. Okay. Tessa yes, has a life I guess Tessa, you have us. a life. Thank you other so much. Than... A lot of birds to care for. <laughs> Thank, well, you know, I was going to ask that, and I was like, no, that's just the old question. But it, people are like, yeah, who's asking, right? When people ask you how many chickens you have, how many chickens do you have? Um. Well, I thought that I had seventy. Then I thought I had ninety, but I'm pretty sure I have about a hundred and twenty. Um, <laughs> that's and, fantastic. Uh, I have about thirty to forty quail at the moment. See now, wow. now Kristen's vindicated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Tessa, I mean, I, my favorite answer is I'm not sure. Who's I'm asking? Not sure. Yeah. Um, so Tessa, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for everything you do for this wonderful hobby yes, and helping Meyer Hatchery be apparently one of the best hatcheries out there. And we hope to maybe talk again sometime. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe... check out her podcast, The Coop. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, that next one too. Yeah, she's got a lot of. I mean, there's and there's a lot of stuff on their site too. I mean, I know our site has great resources, but they have wonderful um, articles, blog articles, and there um, you can see all the subjects of their podcasts, which are really interesting. Awesome. Well, Tessa, thank, thank you so much. You have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you guys too. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <sighs> that was fun. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That Great was fun. info. Yes. Um, I hope our viewers out there, I hope you really enjoyed that. I hope we got to almost all your questions I know, uh, and answering them. Such great information. And again, the reason why I love this is it's, it's that paint on my hand. Yeah. See, I told yeah. you I was out there. We have our finally our chicken coop for the shop, which I almost sold it already. We had a Don't guy. Don't you dare. Oh, there's the <laughs> there's boss. Um, yeah, I had a guy come all the way down from Virginia, and he's like, man, you really don't got one that can go now? And we're like, mm, maybe. Um, so we're going to have our chicken coop out there finally. So we got to go get baby chicks or just get some adults in there. I'm sure you got something to spare. No. One square? No. No? Okay. Um, yeah. I, 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 want... I find that hard to believe, by right. the way. Yeah, like exactly. I wa- think. She wants you to get baby chicks is what she wants. And I'm sure my, my, my daughter does as well. Yeah. But I really want to do a Carolina Coops breed. So I think we need to talk about that. Well, you have to actually breed chickens. Like, that's what Lisa does. Yeah, no problem. Um, the other <laughs> thing is, so we're going to have our coop out there. So you know what I'm looking forward to the most is finally having more footage of yeah. chickens and chicken coops and, and answer those questions. This podcast has definitely helped get us through, you know, it all kind of started with COVID and all the things that were going on. And I can't thank everyone enough uh, for all your support, being here, asking the questions, uh, just leaving the comments, again, everything you can do to help promote the show. We really appreciate it. Cause we do this for you guys. It's all about educating the consumer. 
and having a guest on, we she's saying the same thing we say, and we say it because we're chicken lovers. Mm-hmm. It's really this simple. It's not complicated. Um, the other thing, speaking of videos, I forgot to mention last week. I'm not sure if you guys haven't seen it. If you have it, please go to Carolina Coops on YouTube. Check out the Coop It or Cluck It Part One. I watched it last night. What? Just last night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kristen, it came out almost a week ago. I know. Really? Yeah, I wanted to watch it closer to the set part two. So if you haven't watched it, we did a we were practicing an idea, Cupid or Cluck It, and that was we had a uh, a customer now at the time, uh, geez, last summer, give us a call and say, Matt. We have a chicken coop that we had someone else build, and we are just not happy with it. We would love if you'd be willing to come out, let us know how much it would cost to have you fix it. And long story short, we documented the whole entire story. So please go check it out, part one. And then part two comes out this Saturday at noon. So please go to YouTube, click on notifications, click on the notify me for the premiere. And what's really fun about the premiere is there's live chat just like here. And that's a lot of fun. So I will be there chatting away. Ah. See, if you were there last Saturday, you're in the dang. Well, oh, you didn't tell me there was a live chat. Uh, huh. um, and then part two is going to be uh, even better than part one. We did a lot of uh, upgrades for, well, I should say audio, but whatever. You guys will see it. You'll love it. I promise you that. Uh, anything else we got to talk about before we go? What's going on next week? Um, I, I'm not sure about next I, week. I, I do. Oh, I, well, oh. you said that as in you may not be here. Is it hot in here? Oh, wait. You said something about next week. Yes. Next I week. I have something the following week. What's Why the following week? Dahlia from Welcome to Chickenlandia. Nice. Oh, she's fun. I love yeah, She's got yeah. those glasses. Got to get Dr. Crespo on. I want to get will. to the bottom of this darn duck dipper. Um, and we got to be clear because I think we're causing confusion when it comes to ducks and their water. But next week we should, nothing's confirmed yet, but it's in the works that, excuse me, we will have the American made foot stomp feeder. Oh, yes. Um, here to do an unboxing and compare it side by side to the grandpa's feeder, the one that's made in New Zealand. It's very, very popular. Um, and the idea is that the chickens have to step and use their weight on this step to push it down that lifts oh, up. I the wonder li- if it'll work with bantams. Well, it's actually interesting you brought that up because we're going to talk about that. There's reasons why. So the designer, the engineer who was on our show, what was it, last week? Um, about the pull it shut. Yes. Uh, we'll be back on because it's the same company. Okay. And I love to, I want to really hear what they have to say, why theirs is better. So I believe we're going to be doing the unboxing next week. Yeah. And I think I mentioned something about that, about the bantams, because that's kind of like you have to, I, mean, I would you think have to calibrate it for yeah. a bantam. See, we are so cool. You've turned into the beginning of my fun Friday. Thanks Aww. for that. Yes. That, you know, it's funny, um, Darshall, that you say that because one of the reasons why we picked Friday at noon is because what better day to have a live show, even though I was wanted Sunday morning. But anyways, yeah, um, but, yes, we're but happy. we don't work 20, 24-7. <laughs> well, maybe you guys don't. But I guess you can have a break, whatever. 140 people, thank you so Jeez, much for thanks. being here. Uh, if you have any other questions or comments, please leave them in the comment section. We're going to try to get through them. Actually, it looks like we're already to the bottom. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. And I guess we'll see you next week to do the unboxing of yes. the Foot Stomp Feeder. Please don't forget, go to YouTube, Carolina Coops. Get make sure you click on the notification so that you can watch part two of the Cooper Clockett. If you did not see part one, please go watch it. And I promise you, you're gonna love part two. You guys have a great weekend. It is Super Bowl weekend. Oh, Who are you rooting for? Yeah, I didn't know that. What? It's Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> what do you mean that. you don't know? I uh, no. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I, I planted tomatoes and peppers already inside, so that's what I. Ah. That's what my weekend is planting. Well, uh, I hope you guys have a safe weekend. We'll see you next Friday. Bye, guys. That was fun.